This is MJ Munoz. I'm a author, artist, and podcaster, uh, reviewer of comic books and such things. Anyway, uh, I am back with Swing Through Comics episode 49. I'm here to talk about the rise of Ultraman number three, or to keep with my tradition of how I've been saying it, Ultraman the Rise of Ultraman number three. Anyway, this is the latest thing. It just came out uh, yesterday as I'm speaking, uh, which was the 4th, Wednesday, the f- November 4th, uh, 2020. Uh, Tsuburaya and Marvel uh, Comics Productions, um, sorry, Tsuburaya Productions and Marvel Comics Collaboration uh, bring an Ultraman, their old uh, giant tokusatsu superhero from, uh, was the original Ultraman? I know the original writer was 60 or 72. I kind of think the original Ultraman show came out in like 69. But uh, don't quote me on that. Anyway, we have a story here of a man becoming an ultra, an ultra, making a contract with a man. Let me give you the details on who exactly the creatives were behind this, though, before I get too much further into it. So the writers were Kyle Higgins, or our Kyle Higgins, and Matt Groom. The artist is Francesco Manna. Uh, the colorist, or color artist, is Espen uh, Grunderjitten. Grunderjitten? And uh, we had lettering done by this uh, Ariana Mayer, so, or Maher. Anyway, I uh, really liked, and the cover, apparently the original cover is by Jorge Molina, and uh, I like the original cover. It's very cool. Um, It's it's pretty neat. I'm going to talk about it for just a second. So, uh, I liked the idea of it. It shows, like, USP agents against Ultraman, which they're not technically in this episode, but, you know, spiritually I think they are. Uh, they're definitely trying to use Ultraman, or, <laughs> I mean, they had, uh, the USP had Shin uh, shoot the Ultra last time, so they're very worried about these aliens coming in, and uh, they want to stop them, so, anyway, um, yeah, the cover's evocative of, of the right thing, uh, you know, or of the, uh, the, what, the, tri- the things that transpired in the, uh, the issue, so I'm happy with that. It gets like a, well, and it just, it looks really good too, so I'd give the cover appearance, like, I'm not be generous. I'll give it a 10 out of 10. I was going to say 9 out of 10. Um, uh, just for the art, uh, the execution of it, or the idea that it represents is also pretty darn good. Like, I'd give that like a 9 out of 10. Because uh, there's some kaiju fighting in here, but really it's almost like the kaiju fighting is more uh, background type stuff. So, uh, anyway, Mana did some uh, really interesting stuff in here. I liked how, uh, I don't know, I just how, how like nice and clean the art is. Um, you know, the cars, the buildings, the planes, uh, the forest and stuff like that all looks very real. Like, uh, I'm sure there's some photo reference going on there. Uh, the faces I think were a lot more consistent this time. There was a lot of emotion shown in them, but then like there's this, uh, this house where this old scientist lives and I don't know what, te- what developed or technology he developed for, uh, the USP, but he basically wants nothing to do with them now. And, uh, actually is he with them? currently or not it's a little hard to tell but anyway the last issue when uh when fuji went in there there was like blood splatter all over the place and like nobody could see it um i kind of think that was uh like the audience being able to see kaiju stuff or stuff that would draw kaiju because uh the ultra uh tells shin that this guy is full of resentment and distrust and things like that and those negative feelings are like a beacon to the kaiju they call them through so maybe they've been like clustering around his place uh trying to break through because of how you know thick his resentment is but then there's also like this weird image that Mana drew of like his tree has a house growing out of it growing 
uh, through it. I'm not 100% sure, or if that's supposed to be like evocative of, uh, or representative of the like kaiju being drawn to it, because the like branches or like the crown of the tree, it looks like it's coming out of the top of the building. You can't really see much detail beyond that, but the uh, the roots or I guess the root and trunk of the tree, if that is in fact what they are, uh, are like covering the building, almost like they're crawling on top of it. It's very strange. Uh, it looks very creepy, and uh, you know I wouldn't want to go into that house. I think, uh, but it's it'd be funny to see uh, from a different angle if the those you know the creepy trunk and vine or whatever are not supposed to be part of the tree. They're supposed to be like you know kaiju goop covering it. And I can't quite tell. But anyway, it looks good. Uh, this is a really really awesome picture of uh, Ultraman after Shin transforms with the beta capsule. Um, the beta capsule turns you into an alpha male. Anyway, I'm so sorry guys. Uh, but yeah, I mean it just it looks super cool. I mean he's like super ripped. Uh, the design of his suit like really comes to life. Uh, I've always uh, thought the you know Ultraman design is you know pretty slick, pretty interesting, but it looks really good uh, in 2D in comic form. And gosh, I don't know, man. I mean, it just it looks really fantastic. So uh, you know, kud lots of kudos on the art. It looks really good. There's a couple little fight scenes, and uh, it's good motion. Uh, I've never seen an Ultraman fight quite as energetic as the only thing I didn't like is like there's a little bit of blur on the on Ultraman's eyes and I can't tell if that's supposed to be just from speed because <laughs> it seems like he'll like Mana will do the uh the like speed blur lines on Ultraman even when he's like still so like right here uh if you're looking at the video version of this he's standing still and he's got this cool thing where he's like coming through from the ephemera or the ether or whatever because he's not really there but they draw him there uh, in the background and um, there's little like blur lines and stuff on his body but they're also on his eyes um, but I just wanted to kind of compare because it looks like when he's doing the, the big flippy kick on this kaiju that you know his eyes extend out which you know like some ultras have that kind of design where their eyes aren't just contained to the you know little almond semi-circle set uh they you know kind of branch out in different ways i think i think i've seen that anyway um but yeah uh so the art was really good like i like a lot of i like a lot of what's going on here um there's this really cool and then uh there's this really cool page where uh shin is talking to i can't remember the can commander's name oh muramatsu he's talking to muramatsu and he's telling him that he's now more capable than you know muramatsu thought or would suspect or whatever and they do you know a really cool classic thing where it's a half ultra face half uh human face and uh i don't know where else that was done but i always think of peter parker and spider-man uh that's where i see that and um my heart is with spider-man so uh i dig it also he's got the eye blur going on right here even though his body doesn't have any of that uh, effect to show that he's like breaking through the other dimension or, or whatever. Um, he does have that. Uh, anyway, I like the healthy skepticism that Shin presents here and you know that the Ultra told him about to have about the USP. Uh, very good stuff. You should always question people and I like that. But even as uh, Shin is questioning the you know narrative and whatnot and he's trying to rescue Fuji, like he's holding on to the idea that he and the Ultra are only going to do, you know, good, and what's right, and they're not going to be, you know, deceived and fooled into doing something uh, that they shouldn't be doing, especially because the Ultra's ship was, or his, what did he call it, like his, his transportation sphere, I think is what he called it, which is a fun name, um, 
like he doesn't want to get you know bitten by these guys again if they uh, are in fact bad actors which uh, you know they probably are right anyway I've got no uh I'm just kind of like gonna seriously pivot now so I like the comic overall I already told you I like the art a bunch um and I like what's going on with the story uh you know Fuji uh, happened to be fighting a kaiju because it imprinted on her, which, like, we got a, a couple cool, uh, lore items dropped in here that really pleased me because they just kind of made it all more exciting. But anyway, Fuji had a kaiju imprint on her when it first, tr you know, fully came through the dimensional rift or whatever. Uh, it imprinted on her, so, like, even if she flees, it'll just, like, it'll be able to track her, like, her scent or who knows what, you know, uh, some sort of energy signal, and it'll just reappear and stalk her until it, it's killed her. So she's trying to fight it with her K-Ray, and, uh, yeah, you know, this is, I don't count this as synopsizing, because uh, it's not, I'm just kind of giving some details. Uh, anyway, so uh, the Ultra tells Shin not to use the K-Ray. He said, like, fighting kaiju is a difficult thing, and anything that makes it appear as if it is too simple, is something we should avoid. And then he says, you can use my power. Not only can I give you information, but I'll be able to give you power to fight. So hold on to the, the K-Ray being, you know, not exactly what we think it is. And it being dangerous uh, because of how easily it dispatches Kaiju, which the Ultra says is supposed to be something super difficult. Anyway, um, you know, then he's going to give him his power to help him out to fight. Uh, but he tells him, because our union was imperfect, because I was so severely injured, uh, uh, which, by the way, he was injured by the K-Ray, so I'm about to say something, and then I'm kind of opening up a, a plot hole for myself. Mm, interesting. Or, you know, for the comic. Anyway, um, the imperfect bond between Shin and the Ultra uh, makes it so that he can only be Ultraman for three minutes at a time, which is traditional in the Ultra thing, but I wonder if, um, like, that's traditional, they have the orb on their chest, it's called a color timer, from all the way back in the day, and I don't know how strong that's going to persist, that's from the tokusatsu, of course, the live action stuff, but this is, uh, uh, it's even in the manga, well, it's not really, so I'll be interested to see how exactly they get around that, or if they're going to keep that restriction to keep things more exciting, because they sure do for here and now, uh, which I'm fine with, so... Anyway, uh, it's nice that it adds a sense of urgency. But also, beyond that, the fact that they can only do it for three minutes at a time, uh, the Ultra also told Shin that their uh, compatibility or their bond will only last for a certain amount of time. And it's funny, we get like it's almost like a video game. Uh, this ring with 100%, and then it ends up going down to 99.3% uh, during the fight. It might go a little bit lower when he does the Spectra Ray, or spe Specium, Specium Ray. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, um, so like... It's, it's cool that the, um, by the way, I got to come back to alpha male and beta male <laughs> and then delta male. Anyway, uh, it's interesting that, or, so I like the fact that there's this mistrust of the USP. There's this mystery that, not mystery, it's, uh, it's the mystery of where is Fuji, which is very simply solved. Um, but things are going to escalate because she heard stuff from this doctor that she was, there was a professor that she was talking to who developed a bunch of technology for the USP. So, uh. I'm totally into this, by the way, if you can't tell already. So, very engaging. Uh, this is a hard recommend. Go get it now. Uh, super fun stuff. A lot of action. A little bit of build-up. Uh, decent amount of lore. Um, could, maybe could have been more action, but I'm interested in the background stuff that's going on. Because that, like, action is just action if there's nothing compelling. If there's, if there's nothing anchoring you and tethering you to the thing. And I think that uh, that's all being done here. So, anyway. Um, 
The stakes are getting higher. He can only be ultra for three. He can only be Ultraman for three minutes, and uh, every time that they become Ultraman is going to weaken their bond. And uh, like during the fight, I think too, it's also weakening their bond. So you have this double thing. So basically, Shin's like, oh, so I got to be super careful and, and do this very sparingly. It's interesting to me. Um, so wonder that's wonderful. It raises six. Oh, and once their once their tenuous link is severed. Uh, they might both die. Like, uh, this is an unprecedented event. So the Ultra tells him, like, yeah, we could die. I don't know for sure, but uh, it's very likely that we'll die. And uh, I'm sorry that, you know, we have to be like this. Of course, they could. They could take the coward's way out and not fight any kaiju and just avoid the kaiju crisis. And then eventually, uh, Shin would probably end up dying and the Ultra too. Or maybe he'd be released from him somehow. I don't know how that works. Um... But, like, I don't think the Ultra could force... Well, maybe he could force... Hmm, that'd be interesting. If Shin decided to uh, be a coward and refuse to fight, could the Ultra step forward, take over, knock Shin out, and uh, and do the thing? Huh. I think that's a really great question. I don't know. But I would love... I'd love to know. Any Ultraman fans, uh, you can chime in. Like, in SSS.Gridman, um, that basically happens. Uh, Gridman takes over this kid, like, entirely, to the point that the kid has no memories. And I believe in the original Ultraman, uh, Ultraman, or the Ultra whatever, leaves somehow, and Shin Hayata is left without his memories of what happened, I think. That's what it feels like to me. Anyway, uh, like I said, I'm not an expert on this stuff, but, um, anyway, I, I basically, I talked about how the art is good, how the stakes are good, how, uh, and they're increasing and getting, you know, better and higher and more important, uh, and, like, Ultimately, if he ends up dying in a kaiju encounter before he can fix things, the kaiju crisis is going to come to Earth, and then, you know, everybody's dead. So, like, Ultraman has to stay alive. Shin and, and the Ultra have to, you know, maintain and figure out how they're going to do this. And uh, I don't know if while they're fighting, while they're bonded, um, like, while the Ultra's essence is inside of Shin, if he can somehow heal and then be released from that. Because he was like a giant being of light earlier, not like a, you know, small person contained in a body, so... Uh, we'll have to see how exactly that happens. Anyway, getting back to the, uh, alpha male, beta male, uh, uh, delta male. Um, it's really interesting that when, so I don't really understand the whole alpha male thing, except for it's supposed to be like tough guys and like, you know, betas are, you know, they have secondary, you know, alpha, beta, one, two, first, second, um, primary secondary, uh, they have, like, less desirable traits, and, um, it's supposed to be, like, animal stuff, but then I hear people say, like, oh, that doesn't really exist in, I don't know, I don't know, I'm not a, uh, I'm not an ologist, so, like, I don't study those things, but, um, I think I already made the joke that I'm, uh, you know, I'm something else, and I was thinking, I'm a, I'm a delta male, I'm a, I'm a divine male, uh, I seek, um, you know, to fuse, uh, godliness with my masculinity and whatever, and I'm, you know, a father and husband and whatnot, so, like, to me, uh, like, I don't need to go around parading and like, you know, I got a little chub, but you know, I worked out this morning. I've been working out like for four or five days consecutive and shifting my diet and stuff. And I'm like putting in the work every single day to, uh, you know, <laughs> to ascend and to make myself better and stronger. And I'm working on, uh, side hustles and stuff like that to provide better for my family. So like, yeah, you don't need to be a jerk destroying people, um, in order to be, uh, you know, a strong man with desirable traits or whatever. Um, and you know, I landed my wife when I was a weaker man with less desirable traits, um, but she saw something good enough in me to accept, and, uh, like, I gotta live up to that now, so, um, I'm hustling, trying to make that happen as much as I can in every, every possible way, 
Um, and I think like the, the, the point of that, that all very much is related to what's going on here is that, um, the ultra tells Shin at one point that, I mean, like in the first issue at the very end of the first issue, I think it was, no, it was the very end of the second issue. Um, like you have to be able to ascend beyond what you are now. You have to go beyond your limits. Like me and my people have done that. We have become ultra, which that's where that comes from, because we have gone beyond the standard limits of most beings, most sentience in the universe. We, you know, reject the negative. We accept the positive, and we find some way to balance all that, balancing the universal and the particular, and all these different things. And it's like a, it's a challenge, and it's a difficult thing. And uh, you know, Shin asks for the chance to do that, and uh, you know, that's what he's trying to do now. But like, there is action that needs to happen. He needs to fight. He needs to stop these kaiju. And, you know, he has to kill them at some point. And uh, I'm a little confused as to how it was supposed to go because the Ultra would go from planet to planet. And went... Anyway, and they if they could ascend a populace, they would. Um, and then I don't know if that would just like stop the kaiju from coming at all. But it seemed like if the like if it was a barbaric set of people like cavemen or whatever, um, just working on their base instincts, uh, they wouldn't be able to ascend that people. So they would have to, I think, I don't know if they'd have to fuse with one of them to fight off the kaiju or if they would just, you know, be, you know, giant ultras there and fight the kaiju. If that's exactly how it worked, I don't, I don't quite recall. Um, and it's a little confusing. It, it seems purposely vague to me. Um, but anyway, uh, that's what they're trying to do now is to avert this kaiju crisis. Um, I totally lost my point, uh, <laughs> uh, by becoming, oh, by becoming more. So yeah, again, back to the, the alpha beta delta thing. Uh, so in order to do this, um, you know, there has to be fighting. There has to be combat of some point of some sort. And also, you know, to keep it exciting for the medium for us to watch it and read it and stuff anyway. Uh, but, um, when they enter, so, you know, like the ultra tells Shin, like, I'm ready to fight. I will fight and I will kill or destroy uh, Kaiju if I have to. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But uh, remember that we need to fight them carefully. Remember the K-rays are suspicious. And uh, remember that this is not about destroying uh, the Kaiju. It's about averting the Kaiju crisis and stopping them from destroying the Earth. It's about protecting the Earth, your planet, your people. So when they go into the situation with the Professor and Fuji, uh, the Professor... Uh, the, the ultra senses all this malice and, um, resentment and stuff. And he's like, oh, this is like a perfect feeding ground for Kaiju. Like no wonder they're coming in. And he senses, I think all the, um, dimensional, like, uh, skewing or whatever. And, uh, sure enough, shortly after that, the Kaiju, uh, come through. But what the ultra says to Shin, uh, before they get into danger is, you know, this man is full of resentment. Try to find a way to soothe him. So, if you don't want the kaiju coming through, if you don't want the monsters destroying your life, you have to let go of your resentment and your hate and your anger and your frustration. And uh, I just think that's super cool. So, like, <laughs> um, it's like, you know, Ultraman, if he has to, he's going to, if he has to, he's going to bust out the spe uh, specium ray and he's going to destroy two kaiju at once. But he'd rather, like, go to the person who's hurting, who's, you know, hurt and pain are creating a wound in the universe, basically, and allowing all this negativity to come through in the kaiju. He'd rather, like, come and, uh, you know, put his arm around the guy's shoulder and help him feel better, and that's going to solve the real problem. And I just think that's super cool. So, uh, yeah, I was trying to go, I was trying to do, like, the alpha male, the beta male, 
the delta male like they're all going to do these different things to help you like you know the alpha male is going to punch you the beta male is going to cringe and uh you know the delta male is going to come up and like look you in the face and say like nah knock it off stop it you're feeling you're throwing yourself a pity party and no one wants to come so stop it and you're bringing everybody down you know chin up dude we're going to get through this we're going to make it right um <laughs> i just think it's really cool so uh that's pretty much all i have to say for now last thing i asked you to put a pin in the uh um, the K-Ray being dangerous or being sus suspect. Um, anyway, uh, the K-Ray seems to have injured Ultraman, but the professor turns it on Fuji and shoots her with the K-Ray as well, or something that looks very much like a K-Ray, and I'm going to assume that she's not actually dead. Um, I'm going to assume that she's like transported or teleported somewhere else, maybe with wherever all the other kaiju go uh, when they get shot. Um and I'm wondering if maybe the kaiju are dispatched in the same way they're teleported, transported somewhere else, and that's, uh, you know, not good. It's not the proper way to deal with them. It's like covering over things and sweeping them under the rug. But uh, if she's, in fact, thrown into a land of kaiju, what the heck's going to happen to her, I wonder? That's kind of... kind of raises the stakes for her, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, so, like, if the K-Ray does, in fact, like, transport or something like that, uh, people, entities kaiju or maybe it transports people and you know disrupts kaiju and pushes them out of the dimension or whatever for now only for them to come back later um how did it injure ultraman like is it because he has a different composition does it treat different beings differently um based on like what they're made of basically um anyway we'll see what happens with that uh i'm suspecting that there will be a uh, fuji death fake out uh and we'll see the results of that, and it'll reveal more information to us, and that'll be more interesting. So we'll see. I'm calling it now so I don't forget, and then say, oh, yeah, I thought this last time, but I, I forgot to say anything. So I don't sound like an idiot as much. Um, as always, you can visit mjmunos.com for more of my stuff, more of my work. Um, uh, like I said, I do a lot of different things, so you can follow along over there, mjmunos.com slash... STC for Swinging Through Comics, where you can find uh, the my other Ultra reviews. They're also going to be uh, in a playlist uh, linked in the video version of this. Uh, if you're listening to the audio only, like I said, check out the uh, mjmoons.com slash STC for, uh, for updates, <laughs> uh, for show notes, for some cool images that I put together uh, for the show. And uh, you can also check out some of my writing projects. Uh, I, think I'll, I think I'll link the script that I wrote for the uh, Tokusatsu-inspired comic book. Um, there's an Ultraman-inspired character in there, and uh, I don't know if they're fighting a monster or whatever, a couple monsters. Um, there's some fun stuff going on in there, so you can check that out if you want. Um, and that's pretty much it. There's also uh, the support tab, or uh, there's a menu with different podcasts, and there's also uh, support up there, so you can check out my coffee or my... Um, or my Redbubble and see if there's anything comics-related there or, you know, Ultraman-related there that you might want to pick up. So, anyway, that's all I have to say for now, folks. Uh, take care, be well, and remember to, uh, what is it? Be the hero you most need, or you needed in your most desperate hour. Because, uh, you know, that's what it's all about. It's about paying it forward, paving the way for the next generation, and uh, making sure we can keep spinning around on this uh, beautiful blue ball we call Mother Earth.